What's up, guys? Welcome back to the OGT podcast. Um, I'm back in town finally after five months of it. <laughs> Golly, man. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm so excited. Uh, you know, we were starting to make a couple episodes, and then every time we would, you know, he would have an instructor, somebody that would be like, "Hey, man, you gotta come. You, know, you gotta go. Like, whatever." Um, and so we're really happy just to, you know, get on here and encourage people for Jesus. Like that's the biggest thing. Um, and we have a like we uh, I put something on our story, and I was like, "Hey, you know, what questions do you have for you guys? Uh, for us? Gosh, not for you guys." What do you, uh, questions do you have for us? And we actually had some really, really good questions. Um, and we're going to answer them throughout this episode. And uh, there's some really deep ones to start. But before we do that, I got to ask you, because you ain't been on here in a while, bro. Whose time are you on? I'm on God's time. Man. You're on God's time, baby. So how, um, before we get rolling with the questions, I just want to ask, what was, um, what was going through your mind whenever you were, um, you had your phone this time. Yeah. So the first three or four months or whatever he didn't have his phone but then this last time he did have his phone so what was like the difference with training without being able to see people and then being able to see people well you know in Paris Island when I didn't have my phone during boot camp it was just kind of like I knew what I was doing every day and I was like I just got to make it to the end just got to make it to mm-hmm. the end um, but with this training going from to, to being a machine gunner uh, we were in a holding platoon that means like it was too backed up so we couldn't start training yet because there's already people in front of us. Mm-hmm. So we're held in this holding platoon for two months where we just worked out in the morning and the rest of the day we just did nothing. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, it's just so pointless. And I, I started like to lose my mind in there. Mm-hmm. Like, why am I here this long when I should be home in three months rather than five? Mm-hmm. So I was in there for a while and then seeing people, seeing what they're doing, like comparison, seeing, seeing like you or mm-hmm. other buddies at the lake or something, I'm like, mm-hmm. there's no way I'm here right now. <laughs> Yeah. So it'll definitely tear you up with that. And uh, you lose kind of some motivation, like, man, why am I here? Like, mm-hmm. this and that. You start feeling bad for yourself. Yeah. Well, what was, uh, you know, I had Coach Matheny recently, uh, some really good advice he gave me um, concerning the basketball stuff and concerning, like, you know, our ministry and stuff like that. He said, um, whatever, if, like, if somebody tells you something or if somebody says something to you that, really like motivates you or like kind of lifts you up mm-hmm. like hold on to that like put right. it as your screensaver write it down whatever but constantly remind yourself of that so is there something that somebody told you um whether that's your dad your girlfriend me a friend mom whoever like is there anything that somebody said throughout that time that kind of motivated you to keep like, keep going well I actually um I worked with a guy his name was Jimmy mm-hmm. before I um I even went to the Marine Corps. I, I worked with them, and I don't know why, but he just randomly sent me one. He was a Navy dude. Uh, he's a sailor. But uh, he randomly sent me. He was like, Cud, keep your head up, man. Just remember the only hard day was yesterday, and when your back's against the wall, this is when boys become men. Mm-hmm. This is what separates the boys and the men. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was like, he's like, what are you going to do now? You know, one of those situations. And uh, the quickest way out of that place is to finish. Right. Like, And I was like, if I just get done with this, and push through, then I'll be out of here. But if you mess up, you fail something, you start training over or something right. like that. I drop out of this 20K, then I gotta start over. Like, there's no way. Mm. So we get distracted, squirrel. No, it's okay, squirrel, <laughs> squirrel, it's okay. But, uh, and then holding on to my beliefs and like- For sure. Like, what can I do to glorify God here was another big one that helped, helped keep me sane, really. 
and then you lose track of that, man. But overall, it was it was definitely something I, I can look back on and be like, man, I'm I'm glad I did that, but not something I would want to do again. Right. Yeah. I've heard a lot of people say stuff like that, uh, especially concerning like the Marine Corps. Uh, is it Marine Corps or Corps? Like what? Is it? It's Corps. Corps. Okay, I'm just making sure. No, you're good. So hoorah. But is it Oorah? Oorah? Oh, it's Oorah. My bad. Oorah. Anyways, uh, but no, dude, I've heard a lot of people say that, like, it's a once-in-a-lifetime experience as far as, like, you know, it will uh, motivate you and it'll help you and all that, but they wouldn't do it again. Yeah. Like, it's like, I, it's one of those things you want to do and then not have to go through that again because now you're trained. Right. So, but dude, let's get into these questions, man. Yeah, man, I'm excited to get back. Um, finally be back with my boy. Mm -hmm. how, how have you been, bro? I've been good. Uh, I've really just been working out. Um, he actually just got a workout in with me. Uh, we're at our, high, our old high school right now. Go Pioneers. Uh, <laughs> we were like we lifted in the weight room and then uh, played some one on one after that. But um, man, that's really like all my summer has consisted of is uh, I, I've been training kids. That's what I do. Uh, that's like my summer job. Uh, I work for Playmaker Sports. Shout out to Playmaker. Um, I trained kids. Uh, I did a few camps for them. I did FCA camp, which I know you're jealous about. Yeah, man. Uh, you really want to do FCA camp. And then uh, I did the Reeves Brothers basketball camp. Uh, Spencer and Austin are like big brothers to me. I'm, I'm so happy that um, I've been able to be influenced by them and uh, hopefully in some way, you know, give them some kind of value in their life. Um, you know, it's kind of cool, you know, being able to be around professionals. I think yeah. that's been that's a dream of mine. Anyway, so I've been good, man. But basketball camps and ministry. Just really, good, man. Yeah. Let's dive into these questions. Yeah, you read that first one. Man, question of the day: How do we know God is real? Way to get deep, quick, man. Mm. Yeah, uh, I don't remember who sent that. Like all these questions are anonymous. Like if somebody sent it in, that's why. Even if it's like embarrassing or whatever. Um, how do we know God is real? I mean. For me, I immediately, immediately, um, my favorite example is just to be like, man, just look at yourself in the mirror. Like, you are not like anybody else mm -hmm. in this world. You know, there's so many people that are very big on self-help, and they're very big on, like, you know, look within yourself, look at this and that. Not ex I don't like to say look within yourself, but look at yourself. Like, like you think about science. Like, like, science backs up God, like the existence of God. Right, with the Big Bang and all that stuff. Um, but, dude, like, the human body, man, do you know how much has to go together just for you to move? Yeah, man. I mean, just for you to think, just for us to be here talking right now, there is no way there's not a God. There's no way. You know, I heard it said to me like this, where you're going with that. Like, say there's this beautiful, like, book full of all these amazing drawings and paintings, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, just immaculate drawings. And you walk into a room and somebody points at it and says, you know, that book just showed up. Like, yeah, you'd be like, what the heck, man? What are you talking about? But if somebody's, <laughs> you'd be like, no, there has to be an artist for that book. Because mm -hmm. nobody, these drawings just can't pop up, right? Then you think about our lives, man, like the DNA strands, the billions of DNA strands we have within us, just one person, how the world spins at just the right speed so we don't crush or we have enough oxygen, how just a far away the sun is. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> I mean, it just goes deeper and deeper, man. And that's how, that's how I think me and you see God the right. most. And also just like answered prayers, man, and just mm -hmm. peace. Peace, really, um, and what we do. Yeah, I mean, I just, I just love that question to start immediately because you know, like people say, like you know, how do we know God is real? I, I think that um, I don't know if you've ever heard, but I've I heard this fact that said that the most atheists are typically people with um, fatherly issues, mm -hmm. um, men or women, and 
like, you know, did you ever get done reading Wild at Heart or not? No, I didn't. But you got, you read a little, right? Somebody seriously threw it. <laughs> it threw it, hit somebody, they got mad and ripped it. Oh my gosh. Well, there's this book that I read and I kind of put him on. Uh, it's called Wild at Heart by John Eldridge. And in this book, he said that your relationship with your earthly father can directly correlate to your relationship with your heavenly father. Mm. And what that means is that, you know, well, I mean, both of our dads are pastors. I mean, I think that ever since my dad gave his life to the ministry, man, I can't, I can't explain how much more I love my life and how much more, like, it's very obvious to me my dad loves me. He tells me every single day. I mean, I never get off the phone without my dad before, you know, he's giving me advice or telling me whatever. And he says, Caleb, I love you, son. I'm proud of you. And, like, it's just easier for me to understand that God loves me because I know my dad loves me. And I know you've had a very yeah. amazingly experienced with that with your dad. Yeah, man. He's always been a great example of what a, a good father should look like. And then uh, to always be like, well, son, like, there's something even better out there than, than me, you know? Mm -hmm. So that's always been cool to see that. Mm -hmm. And you feel that, man. Yeah. Question number two, how do we, this was a deep one too. How do we know we follow the right religion? There are so many of them. So how do we know Christianity is the right one? Mm. That is a good question. You can go first or I'll go? You can hit it. Okay, so my favorite part, and, and I'm very passionate about this response. Jesus died for me. He died for him. He died for you. Like, I, that makes me want to cry, bro. Like, mm -hmm. he died for me. He, like, I can't explain it, man. Like, you think of Buddhism, Hindu, Hinduism. I don't even know if I'm saying them right. Uh, like, you think of all these religions, and they all say, hey, you need to be good enough, right? If you are good enough, you'll get to uh, Nirvana or whatever it is. Nirvana? I don't know what it's called, dude. <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm just saying, like, hey, if you're good enough, then you'll be up there with us or whatever like if good enough good enough good enough god jesus says you don't have to be good enough i already am all right just come to me yeah, man. and that's my biggest thing man he died for me did buddha die die for you did all these other religions did they die for you right they say hey be good enough be good enough no jesus he died for me like it's all about him and it's not about me and that that's my biggest thing man he died for me yeah okay going off that like um i've been asked this before and really when people ask me what I believe, I'll say I'm a Christian, you know? Mm -hmm. A lot of people say I'm Baptist, Pentecostal, this or that, but what it boils down to is that Jesus died on the cross for you mm -hmm. and he is the son of God. And if you believe that and confess that, then you are saved. That's, Romans 10, that's, that's the basis of everything. Like, of course there's a lot that goes into it, but I, that's the bottom line of it. Mm -hmm. And that's what we believe and that's what I've seen and um, it's crazy that everything in the Bible lines up with history, too. I mean, yes. every, like, account of Jonah's Ark, or <laughs> Jonah's Ark. Gosh. Uh, Noah's, <laughs> Noah's Ark. <laughs> Golly. You're good. You're I'm good. Going but uh, Noah's Ark and uh, everything like that, seeing uh, history back that up is just a big no-brainer. Uh, no yeah. Have, did you ever have Miss George in class? Yeah. I think yeah. it's amazing that we're talking about this as we're at the said, high school. I said so, Jonah's Ark. Uh, yeah, we got kicked out. Yeah. But, uh, it's all right. Uh, anyways, so what we were saying about uh, Miss George, having Miss George in class, she said the best uh, history book you'll ever read is the Bible. And she was talking about how every single um, thing that we see in history is backed up by the Bible. And she was saying that as a history teacher and as a Christian. Mm -hmm. Like, she was saying that, uh, you know, 
Jesus dying on the cross, like, is a historical event. Mm -hmm. Like, in history books, like, it is said, like, hey, Jesus died on the cross. And then I can't remember if this is said to be, like, absolutely confirmed in history books. It is confirmed in the Bible, of course, but in a lot of history books, too, it will say he did rise three days later. Mm -hmm. Like, he was seen by thousands of people, hundreds, whatever you want to say. It was like 400. But, yeah, but, like, he was for sure seen, like, this dude's alive after, you know, <laughs> dying on the cross. So that's, like, that's the best uh, place to look, and that ultimately, I think, proves, you know, why Christianity, uh, why the Bible proves itself. You know, and to go off of that, talking about other religions and stuff, look into them. Um, understand why you believe what you believe mm -hmm. um, and getting better ideas of Buddha and how he lived his life and how things didn't line up or Allah and these other beliefs that like say something but then do another mm -hmm. and then you look at Jesus's life and he preached lived, what he lived lived the perfect life so I mean that's that's kind of the basis of why we believe what we believe mm -hmm. and uh, just feeling his presence man that's another one mm -hmm. next question <laughs> you can read it number three number three should we follow the entire Bible or just the New Testament when Jesus comes into the picture? Wow, that is a uh, that's a very good question. Um, I think that's funny that that's asked. Do you, do you remember what I told you when we were in here uh, before we went to work out about mm -hmm. Deuteronomy? Yeah, Deuteronomy is wild. Bro. Okay, so I told him I was I'm trying to read the whole Bible right now. I'm not trying to flex that, but like I'm I'm just I'm just I'm trying to I'm trying to read the whole Bible. And I'm in Deuteronomy, and. I text this dude before he like pulled up and I said, dude, Deuteronomy chapter 25 is wild. And we're not going to say what it was, but uh, basically it's just so many rules and regulations. And it was like, um, if this happens, then you stone this person. If this happens, then this is how you handle it. If this happens, this is how you handle it. Mm -hmm. And obviously if somebody, you know, cheats on somebody or if somebody um, does something wrong, we're not going to stone them. You'd go to jail if you did that, right? right? And so I think that um, some people ask the question, like, is the Bible outdated? I don't think it is. I think that you can apply certain things in the Old Testament to today. But I don't, like, obviously we live by the New Testament now. Like, we can eat meat, right? Pig. Yeah. But I think that, you know, uh, a good way to, you know, manage your money is still by tithing to the church. So I think that it just, it depends. Um, I think that you have to ask yourself, what in the Old Testament lines up with what we believe in the New Testament? So I had it said to me like this. Um, look at the Old Testament and New Testament glasses. Mm -hmm. What you read, uh, put that into perspective with what Jesus has been, what has been teaching and says. Right. So um, kind of like take it with a grain of salt, everything you read, because there's still stories in the Old Testament you can apply today. Um, I can really help you understand like Jonah. Stuff. Yeah, <laughs> Jonah, and then uh, and then just different teachings like that stuff, um, like Job and how he lived his life. Mm -hmm. Um, just things like that you can take and say, "Wow, I want to live like that or do like this." Just read it, read it how Jesus would want you to read it, right? Right. I mean, through I, his teachings, you know. Yeah, there's like like I'm reading Deuteronomy, and sometimes I look at it and I'm like, okay, I. Obviously, I'm not going to do that. But there's other things like um, I think it was chapter six, either chapter six or chapter seven. Moses said the word remind or remember like 10 different times. And he was like, remind yourselves of what God's done in your life. Write it everywhere that you see. Tell everyone about it. And like all these things like like to me, applying that to today would be like um, I love sticky notes and I love writing things like for me in my room. If you ever go into my room, um, 
I have Psalm 118.24. This is the day that the Lord has made. So let us rejoice and be glad in it. I have that on my wall. Uh, I have different like Bible verses and stuff. And I think that we can apply, you know, teachings like that in the Old Testament. Like, hey, write this places. Remind yourself, remind yourself of Jesus and what he did for you. Like, I think we can, you know, definitely apply things uh, to today's world. And really what the New Testament says is to, um, Jesus comes into the New, uh, into Matthew and says, I have done away with the old laws. Mm -hmm. And that's really what you're leaving is the old laws. Laws, yeah. Like and the laws. old laws. Not yeah. teachings, but mm -hmm. laws. Mm -hmm. Ooh, that's a, yeah, yeah. Bro, that's a bar, bro. Oh yep. my gosh, bro. Uh, okay, number four is kind of what we just did. It says, if we follow the Old Testament, how do we know which parts of it to apply to today and which parts we shouldn't apply to today anymore? So, I mean, that's we basically just... Laws and teachings. Yeah, laws and teachings. I really like that, bro. I've never heard that's anyone weird. say it like that. Um, and Ben Stewart, um, he's the author of Single Dating, Engaged, Married, and the author of something, Rest and War, something like that. He's an amazing pastor, and he said recently, we have to stop living by laws and start living by principles. Mm. And so what that basically means, uh, kind of like what he was talking about, it might be a principle of mine that I'm going to wake up every day and read my word. Like I might say that's a principle. Like I want to wake up and have the goal every day of reading my word. But if I had a law of waking up every day and reading my word, if I didn't, like if I fell short of that, I would condemn myself and I would hate myself because I didn't do that. And it would just be a lot of condemnation. Condemnation is not from God. Conviction is from God. Mm. But condemnation is not. And so having principles saying that I'm going to strive for this goal every day. And even like almost not disciplining yourself, but saying like, you know, I'm going to strive for this every single day. Um, that's more like principles. But laws, like he said, um, teachings and not laws. So yeah. here's number five. You can read that. What are some easy ways to make my relationship with Jesus stronger? You can go first. Um, so, uh, it should be growth every day. No growth in the comfort zone, right? Mm -hmm. So, you should be challenging yourself every day to learn something new, be someone better, live more like Christ, all right? Mm -hmm. So, when you start aligning your goals with Christ, that's how you start growing, right? You start building yourself up. When you're building yourself up, you're also building your relationship up. So start with yourself, uh, finding ways to improve yourself, uh, whether it be physically, mentally, emotionally. Start building yourself up and uh, seeing how that can align to God, and that'll grow for sure. Yeah, and uh, here's the thing. A lot of people say, like, in church you just say, you know, a lot of people say, read your Bible, read your Bible, read your Bible, read your Bible. Absolutely, 100%, I have a goal, like I just said, a principle in my life. I want to read my word every single day. But you have to find the best way that you read the Bible. And what I mean by that is, like, I love reading and writing. I absolutely love it. Like, if you look at my Bible, like, you see highlights, you see underlines, mm -hmm. you see stuff like that. Take example my brother Jake. My brother Jake does not like to read or write, right? So one time Jake asked me, like, you know, I don't know if he asked me, but we were just kind of talking about this. And we were talking about how for him, he might learn better by watching videos, and by listening to the Bible app or stuff like that. And so you just have to find the best way that you soak in information and that you learn. Because for me, I'm gonna read and I'm gonna write and I, I like, I'd rather read a book. Well, that's not true, I love movies. But like, I, I'm just saying like, if I wanna learn something, I would rather have the book and I would rather have my highlighter and my pen 
and make notes and highlight and stuff like that. But everyone's different. So I would say that. I would say find the way that you read the Bible the best and also, you know, find the best way that you can apply it to your life, like you specifically, right. whoever's listening. And I like, I like being outside, man, and mm-hmm. seeing God's creation. That's where I really i am able to be like, wow, God, you're so powerful. And I'm mm-hmm. able to, like, talk with him, grow my relationship out there. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah and I – yeah, that's my that's my biggest thing, man. Find like what you not what you yeah, honestly like what you love best and mm-hmm. find but continue to challenge yourself like I said uh, or like he said, I didn't say it, you said that. Mm-hmm. Um here here's an example I'll give you, okay? We were just at the weight room, like we were working out doing weights, and I told him that sometimes I go back and forth with like listening to rap music or listening to or like Christian rap music or worship or whatever the case may be. Um, and I'm a basketball player, so every time I'm around uh, other basketball players, like working out at different gyms, it's always rap music, always, 100%. Lil Baby, Polo G, all these, like, rappers. And so I was having the <laughs> – what? He's funny. Keep going. My bad. So I, like, I've told myself I'm going to make an attempt to start uh, doing weights to worship music, right? And so for me, that's a way – it like I my that's the like a way that my faith has been challenged recently. Like everybody's different, mm-hmm. you know. So that's like that's a way that uh, I've been challenged recently. Like do that. So all right. Did I read last interview? No, I didn't. What okay. What does number three? What does the Bible say about fasting? How should we fast in today's world? That's some a, great question. That is some, <laughs> some deep um, Fasting uh, really depends on you, I'd say. Uh, my dad fasts all the time. Um, at certain times of the day or a whole day. Um, it's really just, fasting is really just a reminder of setting yourself on the right path. Like, Amen. every time that, that hunger hits or anything like that, and you're not eating for a while, you're like, I should be praying. Mm-hmm. Or thinking about what's next. That's kind of how I use fasting. I'm mm-hmm. like, do you use fasting like that? Yeah, well, okay. Yes, take for example, um, it's it's harder when you're younger because you're burning so many calories all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like for me, like last summer I was like trying to gain weight. And so I was eating 24-7. And somebody was like, well, maybe you should fast about that. And I was like, oh, I can't fast. Like I'm trying to gain weight. But fasting doesn't have to be for seven days. Like... Like, somebody asked me recently, like, what should we fast about? I always make an attempt to fast when I have to make a big decision. Um, so I might fast for, like, typically on Sundays, uh, I don't eat breakfast. You know what I mean? Like, in the dog. Look at him. He's out, bro. He's out. You can't zoom in. <laughs> yeah. If you're not watching on YouTube, dude's dog is out over here. <laughs> All right. But, um, but yeah, when it, bro, when it comes to fasting, um, fasting isn't always with food. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, be taking a break from your phone or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Like, so just, yeah. Good. So I'm just saying, just find your way to that. What challenge you to stop what you're doing and to put your eyes back on God. Mm-hmm. And I like, think that's the idea of fasting, really. The idea of, yeah, the idea, that, like, Brother Stacy just said, his dad just said that, like, the idea of fasting is really, like, taking a break from anything that might be an idol over the Lord. Mm-hmm. And so, like, for me, if I put um, even basketball, you know, like, mm-hmm. there have been times where, um, I've put my worth in basketball or in sports or whatever. And like, you know, you don't have to take a week off because, or whatever. But like, I might say, dude, I'm not going to play for two days and I'm going to solely just 
you know, set my eyes on Jesus. And that's an example of fasting. I mean, yeah. It can be anything, man. It can be food. It can be uh, people. I mean, it can be whatever. So, all right. Two more questions. Let's see what we got. We on number seven? Yeah, let's go. Let's go deep with that one. What what did you guys why? Oh, why why did you guys decide to start the podcast? How about that? Yeah, I like that question. Um, I'll hit this one real quick. So for us, honestly, um this has helped I think this has helped us more than help, has helped anybody. For sure. Um definitely keeping like how can I preach if I'm not living it, right? Mm-hmm. It's definitely helped me stay in line um, and say, like, I got to be doing this or I'm looked at this way, you know, mm-hmm. like, who am I if I'm not living what I preach, you know? So it's right. definitely helped us with that. And we just were like, what can we do to make an impact? Right. And um, finally step out and do something. Yeah, that was the biggest thing for me. Um, see, here's the thing. I was at a prep school close to Memphis um, which a lot of people know was really, really hard for me because I didn't talk about it for a long time, but, like, I wasn't taking college classes there. Um, and that was very hard for me because, you know, he said at the beginning of, of the episode how he was watching people every single day through social media, how they were, like, going to the lake or doing this or doing that, and he wasn't. He was like, dang, like, I'm missing out. And for me, I wasn't taking college classes, so I – that's the most insecure I've ever been in my life because I was like, wow, all my friends are going to be a year ahead, which I had, you know, I had hours in high school. Um, like I had a semester worth of college already down. So, I mean, you know, I had, I had that, like I'm, I'm a semester behind right now, but the thing is, I'm a year. Yeah. Yeah. And so, but, but the thing, what I'm kind of what I'm, where I'm going with this, I have never been that insecure in my life. And also, during COVID, that was just so hard on me. It shook my world completely. And so many other people, it shook theirs. So I thought to myself, like, I was on the phone with him. And I was just like, man, like, what can we do? Because this dude right here, man, like, he was going through it at A-State. I was going through it at my prep school. And we were just there for each other, man. Yeah. Like, this dude was there for me more than anyone, man. Like, we were on the phone, like, dang near every night. And we were just on the phone. And I, I asked him, I said, dude, if I, like, I think I might want to start a podcast like, would you want to do it with me? And he looked at me and said, <laughs> Moen, he looked at me and he was like, I'm, it was just crazy, man. It was just so from God because yeah. he looked at me and he said, of course, like immediately, there was no question about it. Um, there was no, ah, oh, maybe like he just immediately was like, dude, I'd love to, man. Yeah. And it's been a blessing ever since, man. Like hearing, hearing encouragement, like, Hey, I listen to you. Like people I don't know, it's, it gets weird when people you don't know, like, <laughs> from yeah. TikTok or something they're like hey I listened to your podcast it was awesome I was like thanks man like that's what keeps you like you oh know, for sure you know that's like God saying like keep it up yeah so it's cool it's cool having that yeah it's it's cool more than anything like he said to um to have people that you don't know like I I can't explain it man I've had so many kids come up to me yeah man younger cool. kids and be like hey I listened to this and I heard you say this and I forget I'll be like oh yeah we did say that didn't yeah. we and uh, they'll be like, man, you know, like we did, dude, we did a whole episode on porn. And that was hard, dude. You know how hard it is to get out and talk about that? It's weird, man. It's, it's hard. And plus, it's like a subject that not people typically don't want to talk about. Because, I mean, number one, honestly, it's awkward. Mm. It, it's awkward to talk about. Uh, but so many people struggle with it. And I cannot 
explain to you how many people came up to me and said, dude, say, dude, I've never heard anyone talk about that. That episode changed my life. I want to watch, stop watching porn uh, and this and that. And that's what keeps me going, man. People, um, yeah. You got any more to say about that? I mean, yeah, you pretty much hit it nail on the head. I just, man, I, I can't imagine. It's, it's, yeah, and that's what keeps us going, I think, that the chance, we have a chance to impact people's lives. Um, all right, here's the last question we're going to answer for this episode. We hopefully can do some more Q&As. Did you read last time? I think you read it. Okay, there you go. So number eight? Yeah, number eight. It's our mascot. What is the best advice on how to make it obvious that others, to others that you are living for Jesus with the way you live your life? Mm, you want to answer this first? Yeah, I'll... Um, Kind of like, kind of what he's hit on, like, God, my voice. I'm still going through puberty. Ah, I'm going through puberty. <laughs> no, but uh, I think he really hit it when he said, "Practice what you preach." Um, here's here's the biggest thing, like, and brother uh, Wayne Wood, he was the pastor at uh, Faith Hopewell for a long time. I had the opportunity to preach there. That's what um, the church I grew up at. I mean, that was such a blessing in my life. But he. He gave me the best, I think the best piece of advice I've ever been given. He said the best way to bring people to Jesus, the best way to bring people to Jesus is by living a life that shows Jesus. And I would say number one above absolutely anything else, number one, love God and love people. I know that's so cliche and you hear that so much, but above anything else, be in your word, challenge your faith every single day. And number two, just genuinely love people. Like when you're talking to somebody, don't, don't want the conversation for you. Want it for them. Think to yourself, how can I benefit this person's life? How can I encourage them for Jesus? <laughs> Pete, oh my gosh. How can I love Pete more? Uh, so, I think I had it said to me like this. Um, what was it? Where was I going with this? I lost my train of thought for a sec. You're all right. Um, the dang dog. Daggum dog. Get in the face. Got in your face. Let's see. What was that? People aren't going to remember what you said to them, mm. but how you made them feel. Miss Repke said that. She did? Mm. She's a great lady. We have a, so we had a teacher that passed away recently um, from cancer, and it was back in, I think, November. And she, she lived such a life for Jesus and for other people, like it's insane. Like, so many people were at her funeral. And I wasn't able to be there because I had to go to my orientation for Williams. Like, I had to go... Um, that's something I could not miss. Like I had to go like visit and do all that stuff. And I, I wasn't able to be there, which really made me sad. But it is amazing to me how many people um, just obviously knew that she loved Jesus and that she loved other people. And I'll give you a few examples of some things she did. She, number one, she made you feel like you're the only person in the room when she was talking to you. Like, and she never wanted to talk about herself, never. She always wanted to talk about you and what you were going through. If you needed food, she would give you food. If you needed a place to stay, like she, she gave um, some, like some people, like I think like at Lyon College, you know, like I don't, I don't know if this is true. I just know that like if you needed a place or if you needed to talk to somebody or whatever, like she would do that for you. And she'd provide that for you. So, I mean, when you, when you, bottom line is when you have Jesus, people see it. Yeah, that's above anything. It else. shines through you, man. Yeah. So, uh, just keep on keeping on with that. Put them in the front of your conversations. I'd yeah, that's yeah, that's, yeah. I think that's the best thing, man. Just talk about him all the time. Now, don't push people too much. Yeah, don't be weird, dude. Yeah, don't be 
Yeah. Don't be weird. Don't hey, be weird. do you love Jesus? <laughs> don't don't be weird. Though. Yeah, don't like you can't be weird about it, but you do gotta like implement it in your conversations. Like, yeah, that's the biggest thing. Yeah, yeah. man. Well, it's been a fun episode. Chat it up with the Q and A's. Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually had really fun doing this one. I had a lot of fun doing this one. Cool. If y'all have more questions for us, please send them in. They can be personal. They can be generic. Jesus, whatever you want. Just please. That was really fun. That so. was fun. Y'all take it easy. God bless. Thanks for tuning in. Yes, sir.